Does the day you were born impact whether you're a great leader? Can astrology unlock the pathway to leadership success? Hi, I'm Josephine Corcoran, holistic career coach and astrologer, and my podcast, Astrology for Leaders, Aligning Your Career to Your Purpose, is where we'll find out. I've been an executive coach for over 20 years, facilitating and training leaders to achieve professional and personal goals and practicing astrology for the last 15 years. I also appreciate the profound impact of connecting leaders to their unique astrological blueprint to give them access to their leadership abilities around governing, strategy, communication, relating, driving and empathy. Over the coming weeks, I'll be interviewing leaders using their birth chart as a lens to explore how they've harnessed their strengths, overcome challenges and found meaning in their work. My desire in sharing these accomplished leaders' stories is to demonstrate the extraordinary benefit of understanding your unique astrological blueprint to enable you to work in a way that is equally impactful and fulfilling, and to learn a few interesting facts along the way. Hello and welcome, and today we will be speaking with Patrick Med, EY's Director of Global Advisory Learning Leader. Patrick heads up a team of 10 who collectively support 65,000 professionals worldwide, making it one of the largest consulting businesses globally. His team consults directly to senior partners across EMEIA, which is Patrick. EMEA, Europe. Big Europe, Europe, yes. APAC and the <laughs> Americas <laughs> to ensure current and future skills development. The objective is to both attract and retain talent and drive excellence in output, enabling clients' success. Patrick is passionate about diversity and inclusion and became the chair of EY's Oceana Unity, which is the LGBTI plus winning employer of the year 2018. And also more recently, he was co-chair of EY Oceania's ability, supporting accessibility for all abilities throughout EY. EY. He's also a judge for the Australian HR Awards, supporting the nomination of the winning finalist for best DNI HR and learning strategy. Patrick first realised his passion for learning in his role as facilitator and designer for Thomas Cook across the UK and across Europe, where he delivered programs in sales, customer service and leadership. And since then, he's gone on to lead training teams for companies such as T-Mobile, the BBC, Deutsche Bank, Three, Mind Gym, and Hewlett Packard. Wow, with a background like that, I am so excited to be talking <laughs> to you today, Patrick. Oh, thank you. That's a very nice introduction. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Can't think of anybody better to speak to the, about leadership <laughs> and uh, astrology than you today. So thank you so much for joining me. My first question to you today, Patrick, is why do you believe it's so important for everyone to step into their leadership qualities today? Thank you, Josephine. Thanks for this opportunity to join you on this uh, podcast. Um, look, I think if I would go back and you've just sort of done a really great introduction of my, my life since I was 20. Mm -hmm. so I'm sort of catching that up now emotionally. But if I look at that point, I was I went from all sorts of roles to the next role because of some kind of leadership in someone that was working with me. So whether I was working in my very first job as a travel agent that then became someone, one of the leaders said, you're really quite good at learning. Why don't you try this? You know, popped me into learning at the age of 18, 19. 
you know and Amazing. you know the next person said you know why don't you go and work somewhere else and try and do something outside this industry and you know it, all these leaders have always inspired me to actually take this journey from where I was 20 years ago to where I am now which I would I pinch myself thinking about it now it's a it's a massive job I love but we are all influencers of other people in everything we say and do and mm -hmm. I think that's the quality of a leader I wouldn't say you need leadership in your role it's just we all do influence other people and I think now more than any time people need to be able to reach out and feel secure and also feel inspired or or just that they're doing the right thing and that's our job to say and to say the right things back that inspires a form of leadership yeah lovely I love that so winding back or weaving back to the astrology you mm -hmm. and I met a few years ago we did we did yeah and um I just would love you to answer this did you always believe in the stars or astrology or did having your chart read through the journey you and I went on change that for you and if so how um it definitely did change it. I knew I was a Virgo because obviously my mother told me because she was a Virgo. That's <laughs> what they do to each other. <laughs> but, but you know, that I, I knew a basis of it. I would read it and validate and understand and see characteristics. But I never knew that the detailed complexity and actually the understanding of myself until I spoke to you. That gave me... I would struggle to say, oh, I'm a bit of this, I'm a bit of that. But actually listening to how those planets lined out really helps me understand what drives me um, and what's missing sometimes and I think that really helps to complete the picture as it were. Yeah okay that's fantastic. So let's use that as a springboard into mm. exploring parts of you and really unpacking parts of your leadership uh, uh, skill set and <laughs> To, to give listeners a bit more insight um, into the astrology and also mm -hmm. your way of leading. So first and foremost, as you've just alluded to, you're a son <laughs> in Virgo. I sure which, am. <laughs> well, what, is, what does a son in Virgo mean to you before I go into describing that? How do you relate to the concept of a son in Virgo? Um, I, I remember thinking that I was always one that wanted to organize and to to be prepared and to do things right you know the best way i possibly can but around others so i was always you know and i didn't know whether that was my nature whether it was my nurture whether it was my parental upbringing but i always felt that that was the sort of sign of a burgo is to be and my friends would say that differently my friends would say you always want to be the center of everything <laughs> <laughs> in a way in a way that pleases us so they, they would always have that empathetic center of attention <laughs> yeah well i think there's actually some combined reasons why they might be thinking about the center of attention but okay so yes sun <laughs> in virgo brings through extraordinary talent around being able to organize things put structure in place there's a strong emphasis around being of service and actually helping people is a really strong signature of Virgo and in in Patrick's chart Patrick you're okay for me to share with listeners of the course, date of birth yeah, in yeah, case yeah, they're yeah. interested in looking up yeah, your yeah, chart yeah. but Patrick's born on the 30th of August 1969 at 4.05 a.m. in York in the United Kingdom and so he's got the sun in Virgo and it's in a part of the chart that's connected to self-worth 
and um, accessing your resources, your personal resources, and being able to use those to make money or to make a living. And that's connected into Mercury, which is the planet that rules your intellect and the mind. And in your case, that's in Libra. So there is this strong connection to um, creating balance and harmony and relationships really matter to you. So that part of you that was just describing that you always want to make sure that you're getting organized, but in a way that pleases and, and enables you to relate with others. And then finally, that connects back into this part of you, which is your Venus in Leo. And there's that part of you that doesn't mind a bit of a stage to perform on and to have some fun and get <laughs> creative and enjoy yeah. yourself. So I think you've just really answered that part of your, your, your understanding of the sun in Virgo actually connects into all three of those planets because they're talking to each other in your chart. Mm. And I can see each of my jobs in that, you know, whether I was starting work as a waiter in York when I was like, you know, 16 or whether I went into my first role when I went into training and actually I was drawn to facilitation and I when I was a facilitator I was usually described or I'm usually described as someone that's quite connected to the audience and and humble but honest and and it, it is what it is and it's for the group and let's do this together has always been my attitude of of facilitation but I don't mind a stage and you know whether that's a stage of a thousand people at a conference I still will panic and not sleep the night before, but I'll perform brilliantly and do really well. And everyone says it's natural and then I'll be <laughs> exhausted afterwards, but I'm drawn to it. And I don't know why I'm drawn to something that would give me so much, uh, you know, anxiety yeah. or stress <laughs> and fear, but I, I, I would be constantly drawn to it for 30 years. And, and, and it was, it was my career for many of those 30 years is being, you know, facilitating in front of people with a common need for learning with an understanding of the person and with a drive to do something simple and straightforward and mm. achievable and realistic. So that's been my underlying, you know, drive that's sort of got me from working in travel agents to presenting to customer service, to sales, to any, any program, to stage, to, to, to where I am now, which I think is, is still my driver. Yeah, absolutely. And just to add to that, I think one of the things that is really interesting is because your ascendant, which is a representation of the personality that people first meet when they meet you, they see somebody who's really happy to be up on stage and is performing and has this gorgeous charisma. But the fact that the Leo is ruled by the sun and your son's in Virgo, Virgo likes to get things right. Virgo is a bit of a perfectionist. So that's also where the fear might come in that I just want to get this right and I want to work really hard to make sure my audience gets everything they really need. So there might be something in that, that desire to just absolutely nail it that creates a bit of the anxiety. Would that be Oh my gosh, reasonable? yeah. I mean, when you first told me about the Leo being the nearest planet to me, that was like, well, that's why I'm drawn to this thing that puts the fear in me. But, but then I, because I, it's fear because I need to get it right. So I'll have gone through it in my head. And yeah. I, used to, I used to practice, you know, to, in my kitchen, to my fridge, to my dishwasher and my <laughs> wardrobe going, okay, everyone, how are we doing? So that it would be right when I did it live. You know, so I remember at a really young age of 20, that's what I was doing just to make sure it was right. And, um, you know, there's only you that makes you do that. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So for something was making me drive that. And I think that balance between... Virgo and Leo mm. that's why I'm probably a little bit more in these situations if I look back at when I was presenting and and doing all this facilitation and now 
if it's not in my normal day job, then I'm throwing myself into other things that are completely volunteering where, whether it's through the network groups for diversity and inclusion, but I seem to be up in front of people doing exactly the same thing. Okay. Yeah. So there's this combination of presenting your ideas and being creative, but backing it up with that structure and that knowledge and the facts and combining the two. I love that. So the other component that I wanted to talk about today is the fact that you've got your moon, which represents your emotions. It represents your needs. And in the professional setting, um, it's also important to understand this so that you can be in workplace environments that allow you to engage or have those needs be met. And your moon is in Aries. So that's a fiery moon and it's a very independent moon. So it brings through that quality of, I really need to have the opportunity to set my own goals, to be independent, to be able to work towards something and to be able to initiate and start my own projects. And also the moon happens to be in the part of the chart connected to higher learning and teaching. <laughs> so, and also it's, it's the same part of the chart. It's the ninth house that's connected to uh, overseas travel, international travel. And you've certainly got a career that has spanned many continents and the role that you're holding at the moment is a global role and you've been in global roles for some time. So Talk to us a little bit. Oh, and the other part of that I just also wanted to share is that the the planet that rules Mars, sorry, the planet that rules Aries is Mars. And so we look to where that is in your chart and Mars is in Sagittarius and Sagittarius is the adventurer and it likes to go offshore and it has a passion Mm -hmm. for learning. And it's also in the part of your chart connected to creativity and having fun for goodness sake. So you also (laughs) need to be able to have fun while you're on these adventures and while you're learning and while you're teaching. Talk to us a little bit about how you've massaged that need. Well, I I think that need made me just leave home at 17 and (laughs) go off and explore and find myself some structure and get myself some work and buy my first house when I was 19. So I, I was, I was always driven to, and this was all with fun. This, you know, we, we, I didn't buy the nicest house. I bought the house I could afford and had a party in it and invited yeah. all my friends. I'd say, so, you know, it was, it was, and I've had a party every year, ever since. So it's, I, I, I am full on for making things practical, logical, fun, but also about people around me. And I am driven to do more like that. And I think if I look at my career, I've definitely had that feeling of um, it has to be practical. It has to be about learning and it has to be something that is, that is enjoyable. Um, And that's been my sort of main themes. I'm interested when you say that about Mars ruling my Aries, don't tell me again about Mars. So Mars is the planet of, um, motivation and our intrinsic drive. It always rules Aries. Is, it the, is that the fiercely independent piece? Yes, yeah. I've described myself as fiercely independent since I was a teenager uh, because I had to be, because I just wanted to, I wanted to have my own life. And I've always still now would describe myself as fiercely independent. And I have no idea why until you started to talk through these things. And if I take out the personality traits, that is one of the strongest ones. And I think that's what's helped me in my career because jumping from industry to industry, when I say jumping, you know, I've gone from travel to media to to, to telecoms and then now to professional services. Mm. You know, you, you rely on your core 
to take you into a new industry and you have to have yeah. that confidence that that's that's worthwhile and you know it and you can do this regardless and then with me moving from you'll hear my accent from the uk to australia and i've moved around many times but you've had you have to make that work each time and there's only you that can do that so i've had that you know that fierce independence throughout my job but also throughout my life and throughout my relationships you know it's uh, yeah. you, you've got to bring yourself to everything um but I think even now, through the changes that we're going through now, not only within our, throughout the world, but also throughout learning, you know, there's mm. a lot of changes on learning. So we've got to be confident with what we're doing and also know that, that we're able to do that. And I think that's, as a leader, you have to feel this really sense of independence, of confidence, but bringing the team around you. So there's this mix of... I can do this. I'm sure I can do this. And I can do this with the right people. Now, how do we do this together? Yeah. I, I love that you're, you talk into that piece around um, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, because I think that's a big signature for how we all as leaders move forward into the unknown where it's mm. completely new territory and we need to we still need to have the courage to set goals and have a vision and move towards it even though we don't know mm. how it's going to land and just that in in our belief that we've got this we we can make it work we've got the resources yeah. available and yeah exactly and i you know the fear i would have had was you know i left school quite early so i left school with a few qualifications you know and i would when i say a few i would say you know O level C, which is just just enough to get through as a certificate, but it was like you know in in English, maths, French, and woodwork. You know what what would I do at that age? But you know get do the best I can, yeah. and and get a job and buy a house and and make things work. But then you know to then realise that learning is such a key part of it was quite a strange connection because I was thinking, well, learning is vital because I have to learn now mm. continuously. So I've always felt, you know, that there is a, there has been a fear of, can I do this? When I've swapped industry, when I left school, you know, when I moved to a new country, can I do this? And, you know, it's a fear that you feel right to your core, but it's then what strikes up the, you know, the, the fierce independent thing. And of course I can, of course I can, I can do this. But this, um, I must admit, there's been definite times where I've thought, how how have I been able to do this? And I think it goes back to your first question. When you've got good people around you that are acting in a leadership way, you can do great things with great people. You know, when people are there to inspire and direct. And I think I've been very lucky to have people like that in every part of my uh, career transition to now. Okay, so that's really interesting because it actually, I was going to ask you, who do you turn to to continue to expand your mind? Is your, do you turn to literature? Do you tune into podcasts? Do you, do you prefer the human connection and picking their brains? What, what is it that inspires, how do you, how do you satiate that need for ongoing personal and professional development? Oh, look, I think it's incredibly important to have an avenue for it. And naturally, my preferred way to go is to talk to someone about it. So I will reach out to a few people. I'll have people that are massively inspiring at work uh, that are usually one of my leaders or mentors. So I definitely will reach out to them and 
they will just explain things that I have no idea about. And I think, oh my God, I'm, I am continuously learning in this role. You know, this, this role working in, to be an internal consultant for a consulting company, you know, globally, where you don't know everywhere in the world, you don't know everything, you know, you, you have to just help them know. So I'm constantly sort of supported that way by talking to people. I think I will listen to, I do listen to podcasts because I like a, I like a walk and a listen. I think walking is great for your brain and it's great for your body and your soul. So mm. I do enjoy taking out some time and listening mm-hmm. um i am quite audio but then i'll switch it to music now and again i might, yeah. <laughs> and then I might be singing <laughs> i can be easily distracted uh, so if you see someone singing down a road it's probably me <laughs> where i should have been listening to my podcast but yeah oh. generally i'll reach out to people around me especially through work and then also through i've got some great friends around me here i've always sort of valued great friendships um so i'll always sit down and and just hearing what they're doing is helping me yeah so it's that human connection is very strong for you totally yeah and and it's it's interesting there's two things i just wanted to to explore um you mentioned earlier the concept of you know you left school young and there was you, you know in terms of the higher learning at that stage you didn't go through the formal channels of education, if we like. Of course. There is, there is this part of your chart up there next to your moon is um, Chiron. Now, Chiron in our chart represents our own wound that we need to heal. And in healing our own wound, we're then able to help others heal theirs. And yours happens to be in the ninth house, which is about your personal wound around your belief when you were younger potentially around mm-hmm. do I have this can I even go on and learn anymore is this something I'm even meant to do and actually turning that and and recognizing finding a way to heal that within you and actually have now manifested a whole career around teaching people <laughs> the very thing that you potentially were a bit anxious about when you were younger yeah I was very ang- I mean I was very anxious about a couple of things one that I didn't have the qualifications that the others that the grammar school went to um you know i i knew that i wasn't walking out going to university and i i I, you know i was thinking that i've I've missed something so i'm gonna have to make it up somehow so i was thinking that but then i think also going into a job where i was presenting myself on stage and being a gay man in the 80s and 90s you know i felt a massive fear of actually just being a gay man on on talking in front of people where people would react to you based on that before what you said yeah so I think I put myself through quite a treadmill of one course a week with 30 people continuous for five years mm. eventually <laughs> eventually comes out of you where you go it's about what you say and how you are not how you self-think but I think there was a lot of fear in there is am I educated enough as everybody else because they went through university have I got the same experience? Am I able to communicate well? And do people put me in a, in a stereotypical pot yeah. before they even get my value? So I think yeah. I've always tried to prove myself for being the right person and doing the right thing. And yeah. I think that's what's got me through. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because there is this challenge in your chart where there's an opposition between your needs to be, your need to be independent and to go out and to do things your way and to initiate projects and make them happen. 
and that is at odds with or <clears throat> at opposition with this other part of you that's actually really motivated to be in relationship and to take uh -huh. the other person's view into consideration and to create peace and harmony. So there's this independent Patrick that's like, give me the opportunity to go out there and make <laughs> it happen. And then there's this part of Patrick that's like, no, wait, we've got to make sure everybody's happy and we've got to find a way to be charming and to you know make sure that there's some peace and find a way to communicate that and help them learn by oh. um you know by, by by understanding their position talk to us about how that little duality you know, manifests and how you've made it work for you that you're just describing my job right. <laughs> or maybe you're, maybe what you're doing josephine <laughs> is you're describing how i do my job now so you know as a, as a global leader of a of the learning for a consulting practice there is a massive need for you to drive it. You know, no mm -hmm. one else is driving this agenda. I'm writing the strategy, I'm driving the agenda and I'm working with the team to bring them along. And, but within a matrix organization of a partnership model like EY, we've got a matrix of countries, you know, different leaders, different partners, different parts of the business where I'm always trying to bring everyone along but consider every option. Mm -hmm. And at some point there's a balance where you can only you can drive a strategy if it's inclusive and works for most but there'll always be some that it's not so you there is a balance between trying to please everyone but bring everyone along to something that you think is a collective good end point so i have a three-year learning strategy i'm working towards we've got a whole new business structure with new stakeholders and i've got a team of 10 65,000 people that will absorb the learning and benefit mm -hmm but with it with a with a fair few hundred stakeholders so i think you couldn't i couldn't do that well if i was just focusing on myself and the needs of learning and the learning team you know mm. i'm have to be completely client centric and and know that it's about what works for the 65,000 audience but also what the leaders want to bring the strategy forward so it's it's a multiple juggling act mm. to, to have the energy to drive it forward and know that you've got to take a chance and go well I'm going to go here because I think that's where everybody wants to be and you socialize it trust yourself make sure everyone else is with it take some feedback in take another step forward and just keeping steps forward and checking in with people I think that's how I've done it but um, mm. it's definitely a fear. That fear comes back because you think, well, I've just placed myself here <laughs> and this is what we're going to do. Is it really going to work? And then you go back to your Ooh, wobble. <laughs> and knowing <laughs> but, you can't be all things to all people all exactly. of the time. And so you can't, it, you can't. And I suppose at what point do you, at what point do you know that you're landing on the, the best option for all knowing that you can't please everyone? knowing that the ones that can't be pleased are okay with it anyway and that mm -hmm. there'll be another way around there's always a or rather than a but yeah so, like uh, that. You know, we, we, we can always go look you, it's now on maybe later or maybe next or how about we work together and figure out a different solution and and I think that's probably where you know my my focus is the person and what they need and then the end result is the task and I think people will take you on that journey to that end task that you might not be really clear with, but it, when they get there, they might not have been happy on certain parts and I might not have been happy on other parts, but we can celebrate at the end of it and have the fun. Yeah. So.
Yes, absolutely. So that charm and that ability to really listen and to be able to hold the space for others, but equally balancing that with action and taking action that's going to get results now. And we can always adapt things down the track, but we need results now yeah, is exactly. a driving part of getting things done for you. Yeah, it, it is. It's how I do it. And I love how you keep using the word charm. I've never used that one myself, but I, I, don't, I don't know if it's just by luck and influence, I would say, but I'm, I'm hoping that I'm leaving a, a, I tend to work in a company for a long time. Um, so I'm hoping that my personality and my presence will give a give a feeling of um, that people remember you and want to work with you. And I think that's that's important to me that people want to work with me. So absolutely, absolutely. So thank you so much. I think that we've covered quite a bit of ground. I could keep talking to you for hours because there's so many more things that <laughs> yeah, I've got here right. on my agenda. But in terms of um, <clears throat> Just in terms of your experience in working with me and getting a little bit more familiar with how astrology works, how do you think it can actually help individuals unlock their the pathway to their leadership success? Um, if I look back to that point when I first got in contact with you, Josephine, and we talked, I know I was at a critical part where there was an operating model, I was in it. And I was not sure which way I was going to go. And there was like an option A, B and possibly C, but it was mainly A and B. And I remember thinking, uh, you know, uh, in that time, I wasn't as, my clarity of thought wasn't as well as I could have, you know, had it. It was, it was a little bit foggy and I was caught up in the emotion of it. And by having this process going through not only just a formal structure of you know who I am and what my qualities are as a leader but also something that was I would call left of center but I needed it to balance me which was the astrology part I think that's really helped me understand my intrinsic drivers mm. more so if I'm missing something you know and I'm thinking I'm missing something here it's it's the international it's the working with lots of different countries that's why I need it you know it's the validation of those intri intrinsic pulls that I have from my body that make me want to do something you know the next minute I'm running onto stage or you know trying to volunteer to do something I'll go well, that's why I'm doing it and I know what the process is but I know why I'm doing it so I understand a lot more about myself at 50 than I did when I was 20 and I was winging it <laughs> until I was 30 <laughs> and at 30 I mean this is, people that will know me will know that I'll, I'll be quite honest but I thought I was and I think you always think you are but I I definitely understand myself more. And if I'm missing something, I know why. And I know it's a full moon this week. So I know that is. That, that is already going right, Patrick. <laughs> Don't plan anything the day before. Do it the day after. <laughs> it's going to be a big full moon on when tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so for listeners, Patrick, uh, created his professional blueprint using the aspects of his chart to really unpack. And, and I do recall that sense of almost, oh, now I know why that's so important to me and yeah. almost allowing yourself to sit in that space of, I need a stage, but I also need structure, but I also need to be able to relate to people. And, oh, that's why overseas is important sort of, almost giving yourself the permission to just be fully you, it felt like when we were 
doing yeah, work. Yeah, absolutely. It? And recognizing that if I don't get something as part of my role, that's maybe why I'm doing the stuff that I am on a weekend or on an evening or for volunteer groups. And that's where that part comes from. And it doesn't all have to come. It's more holistic as a as my whole of life than it is just my career. But I recognize why parts of my career are good. And the option A was always the better option, which I chose. <laughs> thanks thanks very much to yourself and this, this this process. But when I look at the option B, I think I'd have had to have had a lot more <laughs> evening work and hobbies, you know, that would have made that up because yeah, that's and- where my, my pull will have been. And when you're working the number of hours you're working, and I know Patrick works well into the night often to service clients all over the world, you, it's a bit hard to squeeze extracurricular things in it to shows. meet those needs. So well done on making a choice and well done on doing the work. What can listeners look out for next from EY or from you in, in the world of leadership into 2020 and 2021 and beyond, which is an ever-changing landscape as we know? I think change. (laughs) We know that because obviously we've gone through that. But I think from a learning point of view, I think we'll see a lot more people virtual learning, online learning and and doing learning that works for them and not being, you know, you have to do one, two, three, four process. There'll be a lot more flexibility in learning around, you know, you being at the centre of this as the learner. So I think that's from a learning point. For me, why there's there's so many changes where we're turning into and we are becoming a really strong transformation company. And I'm learning more about our company. And I just think you'll you'll with EY, EY will bring great people. And I think I'm with EY because of the people that are there. And one of our big focus areas is, you know, human at the center. And I think that's how I want to sort of see my leadership as well, that humans are at the center of everything. If you look at the pandemic or whatever, it's it's around humans and we can bring in technology and innovation, but without the human part, none of those things you know, will will really continue. So for working with me, it's, uh, people will have fun and there'll be more humans at the centre. <laughs> definitely a really good focus on learning, but um, enjoying, enjoying the next step and taking it a small step at a time, I think is my note for next year. Personally, I've got a long-term vision, but small steps because things are changing quickly and I don't like disappointment. So, and I like to take people with me. Wonderful advice. Great. Thank you, Patrick, so much for, for your time today. Always oh, an absolute a, pleasure. Oh, Thank likewise. You. Always a pleasure to be in conversation with you. And I wish you well on the rest for the rest of 2020 and beyond. And who knows, we may end up talking again at some point on air. But Absolutely. Happy to. Thank you, Joseph. It's been a pleasure. Wonderful. Take care. Bye.